Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you get unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility, in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, Brandon Cunningham is going to join me as we have a conversation with Amy Rastel. Now, Amy had a corporate job working in operations in the software industry and just one day decided, you know what, she teaches you how you can start your own consulting business as well. So with that said, maybe you're the person who is just struggling at work. You don't see any future in sight where you're growing into the the big C-suite and maybe you just, maybe that's not what you aspire for, but you want to apply your gifts and talents in a way that earns more pay. Well, here's an option for you. So sit back and relax, unless you're contemplating whether or not you're going to send that nasty email to somebody at work. Don't do it. And I'm talking about like nasty, like you're going to tell somebody off, not the other kind of nasty that gets you fired. But that also, don't do that. Listen to this episode. Don't get fired. Here we go. All right. Hey, Brandon, welcome back. How are you doing today? Unbelievably great. Yeah. I, I saw earlier you were eating chicken nuggets and offered me nothing. That was actually a protein bar that looked uh, like You can keep that. <laughs> I was I, like, I didn't have I don't want it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm off this call. Bye. No, kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, so we didn't get on here to have me beg chicken nuggets off of you, Brandon. We actually have a guest calling in from San Diego, California, Amy Rasdell. And you may have heard in the introduction that uh, she went from corporate life to consulting and basically has billable hours from the beach and is helping other people do the same thing. And so with that said, Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. The cool thing about your story and what you do is, in essence, it has a lot to do with what we talk about from beyond the rut. You know, a big part of our audience struggles with that rut in their career. You know, they They've got that nine to five. They get in that car every morning. Uh, some of them wake up early. A lot of people probably get up just in time to get dressed and grab a coffee out the door and then start driving to work. And when we designed our show, the idea of our ideal audience members, uh, a guy named AJ uh, or Avatar Joe, who's about 35 years old, married with two kids, has a great corporate job, nice car, nice house, gets up at about seven in the morning, gets dressed, is out the door by eight, has to go through one hour's worth of a commute to get to his office. Great corporate office, but the work just doesn't inspire him at all. And at the end of the day, He's deadbeat tired because he's putting out fires all day, gets back in his car, drives through rush hour traffic for another hour. And when he walks in the door, he is drained so much that he can't engage with his wife. He can't engage with his children and life in general just sucks. And he's asking himself, what else can I do? And it doesn't have to be just guys. That's just how we defined it. You can, you can flip the gender on that and be the same thing for women that, you know, so that's kind of the gist of the show, how we got inspired to do this five years ago. And uh, whenever we come across somebody who you know, hung up the corporate ladder and decided to pursue something else and are living the life they want to live and have designed it that way and are now helping others, we say yes. So here you are. That was a long roundabout way to say thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> 
that that wore me out. Now, now I, <laughs> I, 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 I feel it. So my name's Amy Jane. So I actually could be AJ. Oh, and uh, now I feel drained. It that was a, drained me. Yeah, that was a very tiring <laughs> we, we lifestyle. Get right? out of this rut. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make a new path. There we go. Uh, so we you are it. the founder of Billable at the Beach. Uh, tell us more about that. Uh, what it does for people and what got you to start it in the first place. Sure. So, uh, you know, I was in that rut. I was a a female AJ and it was, I actually jumped out of the rut before I had kids. I do have kids now. Um, But even back when I was in high school, you know, you have those career days. So this woman came when I was in high school and it was quite a long time ago but she talked about being a computer programmer and she worked even way back in those days before the internet, she worked remotely via timeshare line. So she had flexibility. So I started out as a software engineer and I thought, you know, here was my concept as a 16 year old. I was going to live in Aspen. I was going to ski all day and I was going to work at night. So I kind of had that concept from the beginning, but you know, life happens. I, I did my school and all that kind of stuff. And I found myself in the rut. And beyond the rut, one of the things that I found most draining was working in a cubicle Mm -hmm. where you couldn't even see out a window and you had privacy, but no real privacy. And and I really, I hated being in my cubicle at eight o'clock in the morning, but I did all of my years doing that. And eventually I decided to jump off the corporate ladder. Now, Um, To back up again, just for a couple of minutes, I'm a Silicon kid. Mm -hmm. My dad was an early Silicon Valley semiconductor guy. So I remember Silicon Valley when it was full of fruit orchards. Oh, And then the whole semiconductor revolution happened. So I grew up in a world where everything was either uh, farming plums or doing technology startups. So my long-term career goal was to start out as a computer programmer and ski from Aspen. But eventually, when I got more serious about adult life, I think we call it adulting these days, I wanted to be a startup CEO. Mm -hmm. So I did my undergrad, I got my work experience, I went to business school, you know, I did all the right stuff, I got my cross-functional rotations. I eventually decided that being a CEO is overrated and underpaid. So I I jumped off and started my own consulting business. So something really important to share about consulting, I think a lot of people think that if you're going to have the freedom and flexibility that you get as a consultant, you're going to compromise on two big things. You're going to compromise on pay or compensation, and it's a cop-out career-wise right? You've Mm -hmm. just jumped off the career ladder and you're not moving forward anymore. So I want to clear up those myths right now. I make more money as a consultant than I did as a corporate executive. And it's a great career path because instead of being an employee of one company, I work with many different companies. And instead of it being a cop-out, I am a superhero with superpowers making super pay. So what happened is as I as I went about doing my consulting and one of the big things that that you need to do if you're going to have any kind of your own business is you need to get really serious about 
networking, marketing, business development. Those are all kind of fancier words for saying selling. So you need to sell. You need to keep your pipeline full of high quality projects. So you have to develop regular outreach and you really need to get your business development engine going and always keep the gas on, right? Always keep your foot on that gas pedal of your business development engine. Well, I started getting more and more people coming back to me saying, you know, Amy, I don't have a project for you, but I've been thinking about doing consulting. Can we talk? And I heard that over and over. So I realized that, first of all, I had made so many mistakes that I had learned all the things not to do when you start consulting. Yeah, that's the the only way you can get that real education. (laughs) Blood, sweat, and tears. Every mistake, if you hear me talk about any mistakes today, I have made every single one of them oftentimes more than once. Mm. So I realized that I was learning a lot and the market was asking for Billable at the Beach, which is a program that helps people jump off the corporate ladder and start their own consulting businesses. Because doesn't everybody want to be Billable at the Beach? How did you go from Aspen to the beach? Because you really can't ski at the beach, but your original target was Aspen. (laughs) I fell in love with a surfer. Ah, there you go. (laughs) It's much easier to be at the beach than in Aspen. It's a little bit more expensive and cold, but the beach is better. Yeah, Yeah, and so now I water ski. Instead of snow skiing, I water ski. So it all worked out. Nice. So 15 years ago, when you came up with this idea of, of starting your own consulting business, what made you think that you could do it yourself? I know you had the education and the experience, but you're you're jumping off of that guaranteed paycheck from corporations. And I feel the same way about cubicles you do. But how did you make that leap to say, you know what, anything is better than that? Well, here's the the oddball thing. I have all this fancy business experience. I wanted to be a CEO, blah, blah, blah. I jumped off. And at first, I just took what came my way. So what honestly, what inspired me is a consulting project fell into my lap, right? Somebody that I knew was doing a thing and they tried to convince me and I thought, oh, why not? You know, let's jump in and give it a try. So in some ways, it was a little bit haphazard how I got started. And that was one of the big mistakes is that I didn't treat it as much like a business as I should. But the thing is about consulting is that it's shockingly easy to get started. Mm -hmm. And when I work with people now, I tell them, If the idea of starting a business is exciting and energizing, I'm all in. But if you're like most of us and the idea of starting a business is overwhelming, I don't want you to think about it like that. I just want you to start out by thinking, land a project and get a check in the bank. And sure, someday you need a website and a logo and a business name and all kinds of stuff. But to get started, you really just need to laser focus on land a project, get a check in the bank. So it really narrows down that focus, which really catapults people into early success, making some money. And most of us need to make money, right? We have mortgages and mouths to feed and all that kind of stuff. So I really take people down a track that gets them generating revenue very quickly to start with. 
And what do you what do you do to get them to that point quickly, that early win to land that first client? Yes. So business, all business is really about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. It's about building relationships with your potential customers, not only customers, but also really good referral sources. So when somebody says, hey, I need this kind of thing, do you know anybody that people know that you do whatever that thing is? So I, over time, um, have developed what I now call my catchy three action steps to generate revenue now. And so it's three really simple steps that if you follow these three steps, and at this point, over the, I, I don't know whether I mentioned that I started Billable at the Beach about 10 years ago. So I was in my consulting business for about five years when I finally said, okay, okay, I'll do it. You know, here's Billable at the Beach. Um, that I call now my very catchy three action steps to generate revenue now. Three simple steps. I've taught it now hundreds of time, workshops, speaking programs. Back in the great day when I could do speaking in person. Now it's all <laughs> virtual, of course, at the moment. Um, same as you guys, I'm sure, right? right? And so it's just three simple steps. So are you, should I dig deeper sure. and talk Go about the three steps? I can make it pretty short and sweet. So the first thing, and this is actually the hardest thing, what is it that you're going to sell? So it's your, if you're a very fancy business person, you might, or a marketing person, you might know it as your value proposition. You might know it as your unique selling proposition or simply your elevator pitch. And in a nutshell, it's the goods and services that you're going to sell. As consultants, we sell services. It's not products that we put in a warehouse. It's stuff that we do for people. So that is what are you going to sell, kind of your elevator pitch. That's the hardest part because all of us are good at so many different things. Determining that first focus can be challenging. But don't let that bog you down. This is not a time for perfection. This is a time for done is better than perfect. Just get something down. And what I'm really looking for here, for those of you out there who might have a resume, you know how hard it is to boil your whole career worth of experience into two pages. Now I'm asking for kind of just a screen full, a paragraph or two, a few bullet points. So expect this part to be a little bit hard. And this is the hardest step. So that's step number one. What are you going to sell? Let's focus down and make that punchy. The next thing is let's make a list of people that you're going to tell. Now I'm doing the thing that you figured out in number one, the services that you're going to sell. I want you to sit down and make a list of, first of all, all the people that you've worked with in the past and is perfectly fair game to go back 10, 15, even 20 years ago, the people that we've all worked with all the years of our career. If you're stuck on where to find them and you're a business type, LinkedIn, if you've heard of it, Mm -hmm. is a good place to go and look up because you might be thinking, wow, I I lost track of Joe, who I worked with at Hewlett Packard 15 years ago. I wonder where he is now. You can probably search in LinkedIn. You can search by people. You can search by previous company names. Mm -hmm. Find those people. I also want you to put family, friends, neighbors, attorneys, accountants, car mechanics. I don't want you to be obnoxious about it. Um, I have school-age kids, so 
uh, other parents from school. I have done some good business on field trips, right? I happen to be a female, AJ, but men have been doing business on the golf course for years. Women can too, but I just never, golf was never my thing. Um, but all those places, and it's, I say doing business, it's not being obnoxious. It's just building relationships, right? Getting to know people so that if you have something to offer that will help them, that's how business is done. That's what customers are, people that you can help. So you make your list. And then step three is you let all of them know. So the quick and easy way to do that is you send out an email. I'm not talking about 100 people, one email with 100 people in the BCC line. I want you to send one email to one person, reach out. And so it might be a little bit tedious, but you sit down in front of a football game. I guess our last one is tomorrow, or you sit out by the pool or between ski runs, whatever your thing is. Every, every day you sit down and you do 10 or 20 of them. So at the end of a week, you will have reached out to 100. Now, if your list is more than a hundred people, that's even better. What this is. This is hot lead generation. You will be generating hot leads because what we're doing here, we're reaching out to people that already know you and they know that you do great work because all of you do great work. So they already know you a little bit or a lot, depending on each individual. You've made your list. So these people already know you. And what you're looking for is the people that have a project that's appropriate for your skills and the budget to pay for it. So I know because this has made up the foundation of my business development program for the past 15 years, I do this exact process every single quarter. And I know that out of every hundred people you reach out to, you're going to get three to five people who come back and they're going to say, Hey, Brandon, I think I might have a project for you. Can we talk? And out of those three to five hot leads, the odds are that you're going to land one or two projects right away. So what do you do about people that say, but what about the imposter syndrome of I'm afraid to send that email out because people are going to find out I don't know anything about this. I've not proven that yet. So you are going to be doing for these people what you've been doing all these years in your career. You are a superhero and you have a superpower. So you may need to do a little bit of thinking to figure that out. One good way to help that is to reach out to a few business colleagues and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Help me figure out my superpower if you're feeling stuck on your own. And then a lot of people do think like either imposter syndrome, like I'm not really an expert. You are. You've been doing this. And you might feel like, well, I'm imposing. I'm imposing on trying to sell stuff, but put yourself in the situation where you're sitting there and you're stuck with some kind of a business problem. And you're thinking, huh, I don't have quite the expertise I need, or maybe I have the expertise, but I don't have time because don't all of us have too many things on our plate. (laughs) And then here comes this email from Brandon And you know, Brandon, because you used to work with him five years ago. And he says, hey, I'm a consultant now. Here's what I'm doing. 
Do you have something I can help you with? And you think, oh my gosh, my dreams have been answered. Brandon, he's perfect. I already know him. I know that he's good at this and I have the perfect thing. Would you be thinking that Brandon was an imposter or that he was imposing on you? No, you would be so happy. So all of you listening out there, you have a gift and you really owe it to the world to get it out there. Now, sometimes when we talk about gifts, we think about singing or something like that. But business knowledge and skills is also a gift. And business people who are stuck need your gift. You're doing them a favor. That's such a great perspective because I know people are listening going, but if I sent that email, they'd say, well, you were in, you know, medical care. Now you're wanting to go into banking or whatever it is. And, and you're they're they're thinking at it from their point of view, rather than the business owner's point of view of you're coming to solve a problem for me. I'm thankful for that. You're, you're saving the day. Like you said, a superhero, you're exactly what I needed at the right moment. So how do you get them from that point? Let's say we land the job and, and the guy wants to hire me. I want to charge him like $50, but I can't live off of $50 because that won't pay the electric bill or the mortgage. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. So you remember the three things I talk about, superhero, superpower, we've, we've kind of gone around that. Now I want you to make super pay. If you really are going in there to save the day and offer your expertise, now I want to make a comment. You talked about, you know, if you've always been in healthcare and now you want to do banking, I want your superpower to be a real superpower. I want you to choose something that you've been doing for a long time. So if you have, and this is, of course, not most of the people who are listening today, if you have just graduated from college, you probably need to go get some real experience before you start doing this, right? So we're talking to people who are commuting an hour a day and getting drained. So those people have real experience. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in and do that. So you are worth at least however much you've been paying in your corporate job. But now you're going to be a superhero with a superpower. You're really going to laser focus on what you're good at. So you're worth a lot more. Now, if you have been a corporate type that's been making around the six-figure mark, If you're over, easy answer. If you're a little under, it's not as much about making six figures as it is about what you're really offering. Many, if not most people who've been around the six-figure mark should start out at at least $150 an hour or more. 
So that kind of gives you an anchor to think of, okay, should I be thinking more? Because, wow, I'm driving an hour a day, I'm doing this stuff, but I happen to be a CFO and I'm making multiple six figures or I'm a manager or a high-level individual contributor, and I'm not quite to that point, but that kind of gives you an anchor of where to be. And then do a little bit of fancy business term benchmarking. Reach out and do a little bit of work and look at, okay, what are consultants that do kind of similar things? What are they charging? And I'll tell you the mistake that everybody makes starting out. And remember, I talked about how I learned about mistakes because I've made them everybody, almost everybody starts out charging too little right? because you got this little imposter syndrome going and you don't feel totally confident. So almost everybody charges too little at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But what happened to me once I finally anchored myself at that 150 an hour, and it doesn't mean that you have to bill by the hour. That's kind of like a whole discussion about how you bill stuff. But I still want you to think about valuing your hours because the reality is you're selling hours now. You're selling your time, not a product that goes in the warehouse. When I finally started charging $150 an hour or more because I anchored myself and then I did a little research nobody ever batted an eye. Yeah. Nobody ever said what I was afraid of, which is, Amy, are you crazy? I'm not <laughs> going to pay. And that's what we all fear, right? We're right. really putting ourselves on the line here. We don't want someone to come back and say, are you crazy? Right. Once I finally started doing that, nobody ever batted an eye. Think of all that money I left on the table. Absolutely. I've, I've said that to people so many times. I was a consultant for about 10 years and sometimes I didn't want to do a job with somebody. And so I would just come up with an outlandish amount of money. And this one guy, he called me on it. He goes, okay. And I'd ask him for like 10 grand or something just to start. And he's like, okay. And I realized this whenever you were talking that perspective from his point of view, he's like, I'm getting a bargain. This is a $10,000 problem for me. For me, it was I don't really want to do it, but for him, I was saving the day. And so he was more than happy to do it. And after that, I could pretty much just write my own ticket because like you said, the, the quality of your work will you know really dictate where that goes. If you do really good work, what you charge will never be an issue. People won't ask about it because you're solving a problem. They're not looking at it as you cost X amount of dollars. They're looking at it as I've got this problem. I need her to fix it. And then I don't want to deal with it again. And I'd gladly write a check to make that happen. How much does that tie in with, uh, so being the superhero with the superpowers now asking for super pay, how much of that ties back in with being able to communicate your value proposition with clarity? And then how do you go about doing that? It's, it's important and it's hard. <laughs> so it's really, you really hit on a key important thing. And the heartburn that most people have when they get started is we all have so much to offer. It's really hard for people to narrow down their focus and have that clarity. So the best way that I've used is I talked about you kind of draft something kind of get over yourself, get something down on paper. And now I'll get more specific. I said, you know, talk to some friends. So more specifically, I want you to get something down on paper, 
or, you know, digital, whatever your medium of choice is, then I want you to reach out to one, three, or five. If it's hard, just start with one. Three to five business colleagues, people that you've worked with in the past and that you have a good relationship. And these people are really going to act as what I call customer proxies. And you're going to send, tell them a little bit about what you're doing, that you're starting consulting. You're going to send them your value proposition. They're going to give you extremely valuable customer feedback. You know, you tell them, you pretend like you're my customer. It's really hard for us to be clear and crisp about ourselves, but other people can do it. This is an exercise that I've done many times and that I repeat. So my value proposition is always evolving and I'm always trying to make it better. And just so all of you out there know, I am never perfectly happy with it. I've been doing it for 15 years. So don't expect to be perfectly happy. This is an 80% thing. But when I go through that exercise, so you iterate it a couple of times, putting something together, reach out to a few people, get feedback, make some edits, iterate, do it again. Many times when I have reached out to other people, I come up with verbatim bullet points from somebody else that then I use in my value proposition. So it's kind of a continuous improvement thing. But over time, you'll keep refining it. So for those people in the early stages, because there's heartburn around feeling like we're really narrowing our focus and taking talents off the table, it's not carved in stone. It doesn't have to stay there forever. As you kind of evolve it and find your target market, it's an evolution. Figure out what you really love to do. Another helpful thing can be to, to have it be the intersection of what skills the market really values, what you're really good at, And then if you're able to layer in what you really love to do, if you can find kind of the the intersection of those three things, that's when things really start to take off. They feel good. You make a lot of money. You love it. And then you're sitting there, you're where I am, which is billable at the beach or whatever the beach is for you. Your fishing boat not being exhausted when you get home and spend time with your kids, you know, or for me, I have small kids. Uh, My kids are seven and 17 right now. And so during this time when my kids are young, I work half my day during the day, then I get everybody to bed and not the teenager anymore. And then I work again in the evening, Because that kind of works for me and our family. So during the day, you know, we're playing and we're doing some stuff while the kids are awake. And then I sit down and work again. So you can decide how all of those things work out in your own consulting business. And every single one of those things you can turn into a customer benefit. Nice. I like that. So do you work with... uh people over a long period of time? Or is this more of a, they meet with you a few times and then they go out and they're great consultants and make a bunch of money and it's super easy? So everyone, depending on the type of work that they do and what they like to do, has a slightly different flavor. But if you want to be a superhero with a superpower making super pay, your job is to get in and do your superhero activity and then get out and make that superpower available to somebody else. So you're not looking to stay there for years and years. 
um, you're looking to get in, do your thing, get out. So some people might come in and do a three-day intensive workshop thing and get out. For me, in what I do, my most typical engagement is nine to 18 months, not working 40 hours a week, working an average of 10 hours a week. So I might have two or three of these type of projects at any one time. So I will do that for nine to 18 months, kind of get come up the learning curve, a really intensive piece. And then that period of time when I'm making sure that all of the stuff that I've gotten in place, I've got teams, I've got all that stuff inside, and then they don't need me anymore. And I go on to my next thing where I'm a superhero. So you're not trying to lock in long-term and what that shorter term is might be anywhere from a few day intensive to nine to 18 months, just kind of depending what you do. Right. I like that because, and that's kind of what I did. My biggest problem was I wasn't very good at leaving. It, it got to the point where I was just being not forced is a bad word, but just they, they couldn't let go. And I didn't know how to get out of it without leaving a bad taste or a kind of a bad feeling of, I'm just going to leave. And, you know, if everything's great, they think it's you and it's hard right. to transfer that knowledge over. It's not me, it's the system. And if you work the system, it'll work. Right. That That's a really great point. And I think it's hard because it's a different skill set than when you're an employee getting started. So I actually have specific strategies in place to prevent job offers. Awesome. Which sounds strange, but <laughs> I don't want a job offer. Right. I want to remain a consultant because superhero, superpower, super pay. And I want this flexibility of not being locked in and expected that I'm always available. Right. If my little guy has a school field trip on Friday, and all of a sudden, my client has this urgent thing, I want to be able to say, because they're kind of only thinking they have me 10 hours a week. I'm not going to say, well, I'm going on a first grade, first grade field trip, but I'm going to say, I'm terribly sorry, I'm not available on Friday. And they're kind of thinking, well, I have her 10 hours a week, so she probably has other clients. Mm -hmm. I can still remain entirely professional about it. So I have specific strategies to prevent job offers. And that's a really good point that you have to be thinking about making sure that you're not becoming indispensable, making sure that you're really leaving and really transferring kind of like your superpower to the other people and making sure that you're empowering and leaving the right kind of structure and people who are empowered in place. So you can kind of just fade away without leaving an impact. That's a, that's a really good point. So what is, what is one of the obstacles to that? Do you find it they're, they're not supporting you building the team or they're just so reliant on you? They want to keep you. That, that's kind of been my experience. They, they either wouldn't invest in the decisions and ideas to build the team or they just wanted to pay me more money to stay. Yeah. So I think that you need to consider those things up front when you're deciding whether a project or a client is a good fit for what you want to do. You want to get a sense of, are they really committed and are they committed to giving you the resources and team that you need to make it successful so that you can be getting out? Those are really good points to make and things that you need to think about. And here's an interesting thing too is, 
if you are a superhero and you keep you, the gas on your business development engine, you may very well have more opportunities than you can take than you can right. take on. So one of the other things that you need to do is start establishing kind of criteria that clients and projects need to meet for you to want to do that. That's really good. That that is very good point. I, I've I've had that same situation where I just I didn't I didn't want to take the the deal and I I, I didn't have anybody to recommend either because it was just uh, to me it was the client I didn't want to work with him and I I knew where he was headed and I said I don't want to be a part of it and that felt good to me because I didn't feel like I was going to waste my time and talent there. I was going to just back out of it. It became not about money. It became about the company that I was working with. I didn't want to. Right. And I think consultants run into that. Maybe Mm -hmm. not always right at the beginning. And we've all had jobs too, where we had a nightmare boss or a nightmare coworker or something like that. So I have certainly taken on a project from time to time. And despite my best efforts, ended up with a situation that, you know, I, I I did the project and then I didn't want any part of it again. So when that person calls again, I, you know, I can say, oh, I'm so sorry. My capacity is completely booked for the next 18 months. I just don't think I'm going to be able to help you. I'm not going to say you're a nightmare. You know, you always <laughs> want to be professional, but yeah. that's what I'm thinking in the background. <laughs> um, and I don't really want to refer anybody either because right. I don't really want to give that to a friend. So... Yeah, my answer to that is, I'm so sorry. I just don't have any capacity for the next 20 years. <laughs> just to make sure they're not going to wait for me. <laughs> the worse the client, the longer the duration of being booked. So, uh, if, if people want to get a hold of you and find out how they can get into this and learn more about it, what's the best way to get in touch with you and connect and find out more? Yeah, so I would love for any of you out there to reach out and find me. You can find me at billableatthebeach.com. If you just Google Billable and Beach, you'll bump into me. My name is Amy Rasdell. You'll find me that way too. Um, and I, I shared my three action steps to generate revenue now. If you decide, wow, I'm interested in this and you want to dig a layer deeper, at Billable at the Beach, I have a free email course. You're welcome to jump in and grab it. If you go to my website, it'll it'll be obvious. It'll pop right out at you. Um, dive in. That will take you through the process in a little bit deeper layer than we had a chance to go into today. If I can help you with other questions, there's a lot of other great resources and things on my website. Um, and I just really love to see all of you, right? We're talking about getting out of a rut. I just... You, it's possible. There's nothing special about me. I'm just a, a regular old person who was doing the rut like everybody else. All of you can get out of the rut. It's really easier than you think. And Billable at the Beach might be your kind of magic boost that you need. And if you think that might be the case, I would, I would just love to be the one who helps you do that. That's awesome. I love that advice. And if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I think she's talking to everybody but me, that's not true. She's talking to you. If you're questioning it or something's moving inside of you and you're on your way to your job and you're wearing a suit and you're just thinking, I don't want to do this, 
This is this is the wake-up call. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Now, we'll have all of that in the show notes. So if you are driving or running or whatever you're doing, you can always go back to the show notes and get the websites and all the addresses. Now, if somebody wants to just stop by the house and say, hi, I notice you leave your keys in the door behind you. So they could just, what's your address? I could just send them by your house. Don't do it. Don't do it. Brandon, we're gonna have to call somebody. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, those those keys in the door, so so all those kids that I talked about don't come in because you think you've it. put a sign. You think you've put a sign on the door that says "Live Recording Do Not Disturb," but somehow, as soon as you put the tape on it, it says "Knock loudly and make as much noise as you can, even though the door is locked." What is that? Yeah. She probably put that sign up for somebody else, not me. And this is a an emergency. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> or they open the door. Are you on a call? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the no, no, says. I just locked the door for fun and put yeah. that sign up for yeah. nothing. I love it. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And like I said, we'll put all that in the show notes uh, so people can get in touch with you. And I would love for people to do that. And then uh, go out and start your own consulting business and let us know about it. So we will have you on the show and you can tell your story. But thanks a lot for joining us from beautiful San Diego, California today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 257. There you'll find links to Amy's website, billableatthebeach.com, as well as a link directly to the free course she talked about, where you can assess what it is that you can do in a consulting business and get that going for you. Build your dream, carpe diem. There you go. Now, the best way you can pay us back for this episode is to pay us forward. So share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. They'll thank you for it. Now, we're glad you joined us this week and look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Capshow is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Capshowian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.